Control Alt Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 977. Good morning, it's 7-Eleven. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Terry. How you doing? Uh, fine and dandy. Uh, you had a nice weekend exploring the outdoors, did you? Well, Valentine's Day, and you got to be outside with the kids. It's great. And I'm just sitting here admiring your awesome picture that you posted on Facebook this morning. <laughs> you and the original Green uh, Street. Was it was Green Street. Yeah, green yeah, Avenue? It, what is yeah, it, green? Gr- yeah, Green Avenue in Westmount, 1310 Green. That... Uh, I had a uh, longtime listener uh, send me that picture last week on Twitter. Um, he had uh, been a student uh, in CJEP and came in to do a, a film on me and uh, had those pictures from his visit and shared them with me and uh, told me he was going to share the film with me in the next little while, which will be a fun thing to look back on from a thousand years ago. <laughs> the carts. I, I remember those carts from yeah. Radio Concordia CFLI yeah. when I was there. And yeah. I, it's funny. I sit there watching that, looking at what we can do at home with technology now. Yeah. Who would have ex- thought? Yeah, that's exactly right. As somebody said on uh, my Facebook page this morning, it's a picture of me sitting in the control room um, uh, in the days when it was uh, a one-man show in terms of production. <laughs> I had to, you know, uh, Esteban does most of the work for me now. Uh, but back then, I was sitting behind the uh, mixing board and loading CDs, playing albums, uh, queuing up records, putting commercials in the uh, commercial player that we call the cart machine. It was, yeah. uh, you know, you actually had to put a show together, and technology has, as you point out, changed all that. Yeah, technology doesn't have wood paneling anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, okay, I've, I'm interested to start with AI recruitment. I've, I've got a friend of mine who lives in the United States who's, who's uh, um, moved there a few years ago and um, had had a little bit of trouble uh, scoring a gig. And one thing that he has found is when he answers uh, the call um, for you know the a wanted ad in the <laughs> in the old parlance. Um, and submits his uh, his uh, resume, cover letter, etc. Often gets a uh, a rejection back within uh, ten, sixteen hours, and uh, he's convinced that nobody ever sees it. And that is probably because of AI recruitment, right? Well, the AI recruitment aspect of this is is a is a new nuance to it. The fact that there's filtration systems prior to this or a database that's looking at things like where you live, what your name is, years of experience, how old you might be, and that's automatically bouncing you out totally. The new component of this AI is once you even make it past that complex phase of getting past their filters and databases, it will now send you a pre-interview qualification. And in that pre-interview qualification, which could be a minute or two to fill out, so nothing even complex. Some of them are even games that you play. The AI machine behind it is doing a true analysis on whether or not you even qualify to speak to a human being. And so if you found it frustrating when you call your you know, local whatever company and try to get a human being on a line, imagine if there are now 
one layer being the filters that are keeping you out. Now, another layer being these, this testing platform that's keeping you out. And look, some companies are claiming it has been a huge time saver, that it has really enabled them to find the best of the best. A lot of this artificial intelligence can go out onto the internet into places like LinkedIn and even suss out people who they think might be primed to work, even though they themselves may not be looking for work. So it is, it's not, it's not a technology that only has an evil aspect to it, the, the AI overlord. It's got massive beneficial opportunities too, but we've seen some really ugly stuff with this. Yeah. Beneficial for who? Well, you know, if you think about it, maybe my maybe my or your resume would come to the top because there's some nuances in there that the AI is picking up that a human might not be able to. Mm -hmm. The negative is Amazon had ditched their program doing this because it felt like the bias of the system as it kept going was being biased towards women, which again, Mm -hmm. makes sense if it typically is an employment where men are getting the jobs and all that terrible stuff. Uh, Okay. This, this story really fascinated me because it, you know, it could be a, you know, if you look at it quickly, it could be a story from 20 years ago. A newsletter gets purchased for $30 million? What? It's wild. Are you a subscriber to The Hustle, Terry? I you am not. It out? No, I haven't. Uh, what is The Hustle? Yeah, Hustle came out not that long ago, 2016, and it's it's this morning kind of grab a thing and get some news and get some information about the world that's got some financial stuff, some business stuff in there. And it's very, very popular in terms of how it's written. It's If you're following things like Axios or some of the newer news platforms, it's very bullet point based, fact based, tries to remove all the adjectives and just keeps it to the guts of what's going on. And again, typically when you see something like this grow, they've grown to have over 1.5 million daily readers. It would typically go in our world to a New York Times or a massive publisher, a Rogers or a Bella, whomever. And suddenly now HubSpot, which is a CRM software, customer relationship management software, has purchased them for what they're saying. It's not known, but around 30 million bucks. And again, I like stories like this. I like the fact that brands that are trying to help businesses have better relationship with their customers are thinking about things like content as a better way to connect to people than just pure advertising. I really do like that. And I like the fact that companies do need to have a content marketing strategy. And if they can't build it themselves, and by the way, a company like HubSpot, which is phenomenal at doing it and has done great content stuff over the years, looking to extend it a little bit further now that they've grown, now that they've got some money. So it's a brave new world when you see things like software companies purchasing potentially new media companies. What does HubSpot do for people who don't know? So it's customer relationship management. It's database. You put in the people you want to contact as a customer and it Mm -hmm. will send off emails and opportunities and it it controls everything from did someone buy from you, did they not buy from you. Uh, They have a massive event that they run in Boston every year, which has people like Trevor Noah speaking at it that I've been speaking at for a long time when we do live events. And they're really known as being very engaging for both their customers who buy the software and their customers' customers who Use the software. And they would purchase this uh, email newsletter, uh, as you point out, a phenomena. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll purchase this and use it for what? Will, will, they, will they go into that business as a side business? Will they just stand back and let the people run it? How, how is it going to work? Well, we never know when stuff like this happens. It does feel a little bit right now like the the same way Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post, although it mm-hmm. wasn't part of Amazon. It right. does feel a little bit like 
companies with means are looking to put their fingers or hands into the media business. Okay, but again, gotcha. they, this is what they do. They, you know, they help their clients build newsletters. So this also makes sense from that aspect. All right, let's tackle this one now, uh, and that's uh, Nike. Uh, yeah, and Nike's saying that they they're a they're they're a tech company now. <laughs> this has been going back a couple years, and I think it happened when they first introduced Nike Plus, and this was around the time of South by Southwest, and they came out and said, "We're not a fashion or sports." Uh, Sports, what would you, what would we call that? Sports clothing company? Yeah, I don't even know I what guess, you call it. Yeah. Apparel company. Yeah. Um, and they've decided that they want to be more in tech. And they've done a lot of things over the years to not only introduce tech in terms of applications and ways in which we can work out and monitor our health and fitness and get moving, but now they're really applying it to the actual material goods. And the big news that they were talking about is everybody's wanted those Back to the Future shoes, the Marty right. McFly shoes that right. self-lace. <laughs> right. And they had done demos and they'd actually done a prototype that earns a lot of money. So it's, a, it's like a collectible. They made a couple of them. But now they launched this thing called Flyies, which is a shoe that you can slip on without zippers, laces, straps, or even your hands. You can literally slip your feet in and out without using your hands. So one is you have the whole accessibility world very excited about this because it is very exciting. But when you look at it and you imagine you can get a high performance sneaker that won't slip off that you can slip in and out of without hands. And I, I just marvel at the way they're using technology to create actual materials. So you slip into the shoe and it tightens itself? Yeah, it's got this material, I guess, that as you put in your foot, it knows the pressure and all these things to make it great. You can make a certain movement to get it off. And I, how much, how comfortable might that be, though? To, well, it, like might, I, it, it might be terrific, but a bit of a stretch to call that a tech company, no? I don't I mean, think so. I mean, know? the technology that's going into the materials and right. what they're doing to push this forward is, is very, very high tech, actually. Okay. Uh, all right. What's your app of the week? I'm a big fan of this, and I actually had to search my own website to see if we had spoken about it before, and we <laughs> okay. had it, which is strange. But it's called Notion. And you, in a simple way, you could think of it as it's a to-do list that's online. It could be a note-taking, but you can build very robust wikis or web pages free and instantly. So let's say you wanted to do a family schedule. Let's say you wanted to do a quick list that you wanted to share with a group, but you didn't want to share a Google Doc or things like that. Notion is basically an all-in-one workspace. There's a free version, which is very, very robust, and if you like it, you can move to the paid. But if you are trying to get organized, like really, really organized, Notion is phenomenal. Okay. Hmm. Me organized. Now, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's something to think about in a we'll dream world. We'll get you world. there, Terry. Yeah. We'll get you there, Terry. <laughs> uh, okay, Mitch, thanks very much. As always, a great pleasure. Let's do it again next Monday. I look forward to Mondays every Monday. Thanks, okay. Terry. <laughs> thanks, Mitch.